0: Ducks fans, are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast with your hosts Mike Walters and Eddie Jones. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. All right, welcome back to Ducks and Pucks podcast. Uh, we decided not to take a week off, Eddie, because uh, the Ducks uh, played one game. We, we weren't sure if we were going to be back this week. But uh, a lot of stuff happened, unfortunately, off the ice, which we'll get into all of that. And uh, the All-Star game, a very, very entertaining tournament, Eddie, with the three-on-three. We'll get into that, too. Perry and Gibson coming up big, not necessarily in the skills competition, but in the tournament. But uh, let's go back uh, to the Boston game. And the Ducks roll in this game, Eddie. They score six goals from six different players, and it's the most goals the Ducks have scored in the game this season.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean, just a great effort. Maybe you know, barring the first minute of the first period where they got scored on early, um, but they they rebounded. You know, uh, before the the middle mark of the first period, Perry scores. Uh, Perron picks up another point. Uh, he gets the ends up getting a goal too later on in the game, which puts him at five points in four games, and uh, that's turning out to be a. Uh, a great acquisition, not just for the Ducks. I mean, Hagelin is playing well in Pittsburgh, too. It uh, you know, really does look like both of them needed a, a change in scenery. And, you know, Theodore, another guy uh, who, who's playing well lately. I mean, we said at the beginning when he first got called up, uh, he's playing great defensively. He's making some good decisions uh, other than the, the one game where he struggled. And, you know, he's putting up the points now. He gets a power play goal in this game. Uh, you know, it's a really, a really good. Uh, good effort by him on on the the blue line he walks the blue line and just uh releases a a laser uh, into the top corner which is you know great from him and then like i said perron scores uh bx ends up unloading uh a blast off the post and in and you know in in the end they they fight to the end kessler gets an empty netter and, and then sanarelli grabs another one uh and garbert picks up his first point as a duck and you know just a really strong effort from from the whole team and you know it really looks like they're they're starting to put the goals in um on a consistent basis.
0: Yeah, and I think the big key in this uh, game, and we've seen this in the last couple games with these new lines, that is the Ducks' willingness to go towards the net. If you look at most of these game, um excuse me, most of these goals in this game, that's how the Ducks scored. I mean, even on uh, BX's blast, uh, Silverberg goes to the net, creates a screen. And, you know, you get the goal on that play. Uh, Santarelli gets one in front of the net, getting in the rebound, throws it in. Uh, Perron does the same thing. And that's what we see the Ducks doing. Uh, Perry also going to the net. And that's what uh, the Ducks need to do. We saw the Ducks do this the last couple seasons. They're starting to do it in the games lately. And uh, Eddie, it's been paying off. We've been seeing the goals coming and coming in these last uh, 10-11 games here.
1: Yeah, and and like you said i, I the new lines are, are, are you know really to you can credit for for the success so far i mean obviously everybody's bought in like you said and everybody's crashed in the net and, and getting back to the style that worked last year but having three lines you can roll and and having you know, get's off on one Perry on the other and and Kessler on the third um i mean really to, they're all first or second lines, I mean, it, it's hard to pick out which one you would, would say is the first, the second, and the third. They're all really strong lines. You've, you've got guys who will crash the net, you know, Getzlaff, Stewart, uh, Perry, Maroon, uh, and then you've got Kessler as well, even Zilfberg uh, on that line too, and Cogliano. So the the the, the uh, skill in the lineup is just split up among those three lines, and you know, teams are struggling. They'll, they'll shut down one, and, and another one will, will do well And in this game. I mean, all four, they, they played a great effort in this game.
0: Yeah, I have to agree with you on that. And you know, I just wrote an article about this uh, over on the Hockey Writers uh, website. If you go check it out, I talk about the goal differential and all that. And if you look at that, Eddie, I mean, you look at the Getzloff line in these last uh, three games plus the period, uh, the third period against the Kings. They've got three goals. You look at the Kessler line with four goals. And then you go with the parry line with four goals. So the the goals have been even between the three lines pretty much. And like you said, it's difficult for an opposing teams to try and shut down uh, you know all these lines before they take their best defensemen and stack them against Raquel Perry and Getzloff. And now they can't do that. They cannot focus on one line. There's the three lines as you said. And I don't even refer to them as as really one, two, and three anymore. And, and you and I talked about this uh, last week, and even uh, you know before on this show. It's really the Getzloff, Perry, and uh, Kessler line. And uh, the way that the Ducks are doing with these three lines, I mean, you know, we've talked about it, and Boudreaux changes the lines, and obviously the trade trade deadline is, uh, you know, four and a half weeks away or whatnot. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I I would like to see them keep these lines, Eddie, uh, if they go do and pick up other players, which, uh, you know, there's a lot of rumors. We'll talk about some of those later in the show. Um, they may change them up, but you really got to like what you've seen here in the last three games. The Ducks have got three wins in a row. They've outscored the opponents 13 to 6. And it, I mean, there's nothing you can really complain about. The Ducks have just been on a roll in the last week and a, uh, and a half or so.
1: Yeah, and you know it's just a coach's nightmare to to have to match up against these guys. I mean, you could shut down two of these lines, and you still got a, a you know arguably a superstar coming out over the boards, and eventually you're going to get a favorable matchup uh, if you're the Ducks. I mean, you've you've got Getzlaf out there. Maybe if they decide to focus on that line, then that yeah, they frees up Perry's line or that frees up Kessler's line, and and that's what we've been seeing. We've been seeing the Ducks getting better matchups against the, the other team's third and fourth lines, and and it's been paying off.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. It, it's a nightmare for the other teams. That is the key. And it's a balanced scoring attack, as I talked about earlier with the Ducks on these several lines. And, and that's what they're going to have to keep doing and and keep going as far as, uh, you know, in, in the future here. And we'll talk about the games uh, coming up this week, too. Um, the balanced attack has is, is really been the key. In the fourth line, you just kind of put whoever you got out there. Uh, you know obviously Santarelli uh, chipped in in that last game against Boston which was great Garbett got a goal or excuse me got an assist on that goal and that helps out as well so i think all all things are well um as far as the way the ducks have been playing on the ice Eddie, i i think the big concern that we have to talk about is um kind of why we did the podcast this week is what's happened off the ice unfortunately um we had some uh you know surprising and and, and bad news with Horkoff This week um, came out early in the morning after the Boston game. We found out that uh, he had tested positive for PEDS or uh, performance-enhancing drugs and was suspended 20 games, Eddie. um, It's unfortunate, I I think, by the statement that he made that it was an honest mistake, uh, going by what he said. But I do think this does change the strategy, uh, maybe. Or maybe not necessarily change the strategy, maybe speeds it up a little bit for Murray and the Ducks. I do think that... uh, with this going on, Eddie, that the ducks may try to get another forward as soon as possible, because um, if they don't, uh, they're going to have to bring up somebody, um, maybe Richie again, which I, you know, I don't doubt that they may not do, but I I think they got to try and get someone else because a going to be out to almost the end of the season.
1: Yeah. And you know, the only problem with, with bringing up a guy from the AHL is the way they've been working the forwards is somebody has been coming in and getting scratched and, and then somebody gets pulled out of the lineup. And I think with how well Stewart and Perron, and Getzoff are doing, I don't see it being him. Sechach is gone. Uh, so you would expect them, to, them not to bench the new guy in Garbert. And you know, then you would have to bench Santorelli. Um And the new guy they, the guy coming from the AHL, either Richie or Nason or, or whoever comes up, they're going to have to play because they're not going to want them to, to be scratched. Otherwise, they, they just send them back down to the AHL. So it, it kind of does uh, create a little bit of an issue. I mean, definitely... Even before this ha- <clears throat> happened, they'd be looking at at forwards, and we've heard Murray talk about it. That you know, maybe he's not looking at some of the big names out there, and uh, you know, he he's definitely looking. But you know, we'll, we'll still have to wait and see it. But it does create an interesting situation, that's for sure.
0: And it kind of you know goes into the bunch of the fan questions we had this week. Uh, we had one um, by Adam. He asked about uh, you know trading. Uh, whether or not uh, Fowler or, or Botan would be, uh, you know, more likely to be traded. And it's kind of interesting in this, you know, Fowler, uh, we had a report uh, that he was skating working on his own while the rest of the guys were taking a break on the All-Star um, weekend, uh, you know, ex- excluding uh, Gibson and Perry, obviously. But, uh, uh, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, there were some other reports out there that Murray does not want to trade Lindholm and Bottin. We've heard Bottin's name been thrown out there. But I also think you got to get Fowler back too. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if the Ducks would trade either one of those. Eddie. I, I mean, I know we're fat on the blue line. I think maybe we would trade somebody to get another forward. But I, I Fowler and Botkin, I, I just. Uh, I would think the Ducks would try to keep those guys because they've been, you know, solid for the Ducks on the blue line.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've been asked this question multiple times after, you know, definitely Murray's comments and the other trades is. Is that we have a, a lot of depth on D. Everybody's recognized. That. I mean, Sportsnet here, TSN, NHL Network, ESPN, NBC. They they've all mentioned at one time or another that the Ducks um, have a, a, a you know wealth of, of depth on D. Um, there's that there's creating an issue with Fowler and Dupre coming back and, and who would most likely to you know to be moved if anybody. Um, and I think you know to answer the question with uh, with Fowler just coming back from injury, um, you know having a decent amount of time laid off uh, with injury. I you know I really doubt that they deal him. Maybe if he doesn't get injured and they play, uh, he's been playing you know since then. The, there might be a little bit more of a competition between Votnin and and Fowler to see who gets moved. But uh, I mean we've been talking you know for the last couple podcasts that if anybody is to get moved, it, it, it you would think it would be Votnin. I mean that's the most likely option. Uh, he would be the guy that gets you would get you a higher return uh, you know other than Fowler. But you're not going to deal a guy who just came back from injury. I think we all agree that Lindholm is a guy that we would all love to keep. Uh, you know, he's a two-way defenseman uh, for the future for the Ducks. I mean, not to say Vodanin isn't uh, a defenseman we would like to have in the future, but if you're if you're looking to add scoring or, or add another forward, uh, he's definitely the guy you would you would expect to be the most likely to to be traded.
0: And that brings us to another question about Botnin. Uh Tyler asks, okay, if the Ducks are going to trade uh, you know, as the deadline approaches, then who do you look uh, as far as forwards for the Ducks to pick up? And uh, we've kind of addressed this before. Um, there's reports from Colorado that have been out for a couple months that Duchesne is one of the names out of there, which we talked about that. And there's actually um, one of the sources close to the team told me that uh, the Ducks are interested in Duchesne. Um, I have not heard if there was ever any formal, you know, negotiations or whatnot, but that's going to be a hard sell with him and his six million dollar price tag. So I, I don't know if Deshane is one. Uh, we also heard some stuff recently about Erickson, which you know, Eddie and I are really big on Louis Erickson, and I, a lot of people are as well. That one, I, you know, I, I don't know. We'd have to see how that one would go as well. And then probably uh, another one that we talked about. Uh, is Winnipeg uh, being involved with the Ducks, you know, Bufflin and Ladd being some names that have been mentioned. And now it looks like Ladd's more towards the forefront. That's kind of who I lean towards. But I don't know, Eddie, we're going to have to see which forwards, but, but of those you know, four names that I mentioned, I, I think that those players, a majority of them do get moved by the trade deadline. The question is whether or not they go to the Ducks. I, I don't know. I, I would like to get some of those guys, but you know, I, I don't want to sell the farm at the same time.
1: Yeah, and and you look at Murray's comments recently. He's, you know, he's kind of said, and and a lot of people have leaned to it as well. He's he's more so looking for a younger guy who he can control. Um, yes. He doesn't want a a, a UFA per se. It doesn't mean he won't sign one for sure. Um, but you would expect him to, if he could, to deal for a guy who he could control. He could keep under the books for a couple of years. So he still has a chance to develop. I mean, we saw him trade second. That's why I was a little bit surprised we got rid of him. I know uh he we would have had to sign him uh but it, it, it is a little bit you know a, a difficult situation but you know the names you did mention lad would would fit really well in this lineup erickson for sure they're, they're both ufas at the end of the season uh Duchesne would be a tough sell i mean you know with Horkoff going down for 20 games uh it does open up a center spot where i know we've had maroon taking a couple faceoffs. On that line with with Raquel and Perry and and you know now it opens up a spot where if you could acquire a center of that caliber and and you know not give up the farm and and you know be able to fit him under the cap then he would fit perfectly I think on that line with with Perry and and, and Raquel and it would be you know something nothing short of amazing to to pick up a player of that caliber but I mean he is an NHL All Star as well this year so um, but I honestly I think if anybody doesn't get dealt Duchesne is uh, a guy who will probably stay in Colorado. Um, or somebody else um, more looking for a first-line center, you know, maybe Ottawa Senators would, would be more interested in, in Matt Duchesne. But I, I think it opens up a little bit more opportunities, uh, but we'll have to wait and see. I mean, Murray always likes to pull out a surprise.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. All these names that we see get mentioned, and uh, sometimes it's a player that's not even mentioned at all, Eddie. Uh, that's one thing that we have to look and watch out for because Murray's comments, he's talked about players – uh, out there that aren't on the trade deadline and uh, you know uh, that are on the rumor mill, so you know it's hard to tell what's going on. I mean, we're trying to throw out what we see and, and what we hear, and those are the big names, probably you know, most involved with the Ducks. But we're gonna have to wait and see on that front. Um, we've also had more questions about Perron and Peron's play, so we'll go to some of those for you as well. Um, you know, Raymond asks about Peron and if he's the, the missing piece. Uh, and and will that stop the Ducks from making trades from forwards? Um, I do think he helps out big time. We talked about this before, putting him with Stewart. They played in St. Louis together for two and a half seasons. I think it's huge. I think Getzloff, Stewart, and uh, Perron on that line are working out well. So we talked about two goals and three assists in four games. I think it's great, Eddie. I think he's worked out. He's also been on the power play, but I don't think it's enough. I still think the Ducks need to make another move.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely, you know, it's been beneficial picking him up. It, it's worked out. He's benefited from moving back to the Western Conference. Uh, I mean, he's benefited from playing with Getzloff, that's for sure. And and he fits the style of play. I mean, he's done everything right. He got a little bit lucky on the, the first goal against Quick. But, I mean, what can you do? Uh, you you got to get lucky sometimes. And, and I just like how he's fit. Uh, I mean, as for re-signing him, I think, you know, it's a little early. It's only been four games into his time with the Ducks. I think you have to, you know, reevaluate that uh, at the end of the season or you know at the after the playoffs are over as well. Um, that's that's when I uh, I think it'd be better time to answer that question. I mean, he started off hot right now, but to say that he's going to continue and score five points in, in four games if uh, continuing for the rest of the season, uh, I mean that that's a, a long stretch to say that, but. No, definitely a, a great start for, for a guy that that's helped the Ducks so far.
0: And that kind of goes in line with another question from Matt. He asked about, you know, should the Ducks re-sign Perron uh, if, if he continues to do well? And I think the answer to that is yes, uh, Eddie, based upon what we've talked about. But, as you said, it, it really depends on what's going to happen. You know, we still have, you know, almost half the season to go here. Um, I like him. I like the style of play he does. We talked about this. We need more players to go to the net. Um, you see him doing that, you see Stewart doing that, and you put him with Getzloff, who passes more than shoots, and it works out. But, you know, I don't want to get too overconfident. Like you said, it's only been four games.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, there's a lot of guys coming up UFAs at the end of the season. Obviously, Horcough, uh Stewart, Cinarelli, and uh, now Peron as well. And,. You know, you, you got to look at, you know, you got to sit in Bob Mary's seat and, and, and look at some of the youngsters we have uh, in the AHL with San Diego. I mean, w- will Richie be ready next year? Will Cadillas be ready next year? Will Nason be ready next year? I mean, that's all things they'll sit down, they'll look at. Uh, they'll look at Perron's performance. Uh, I mean, obviously, Stewart's a guy they'll consider resigning as well. You never know with Horkoff or Sanarelli either um you know they're all guys they'll look at and see if they'll benefit the team i mean if he continues producing at at, at this pace uh, why not resign him i mean he's a quality player uh he's got second line potential in, in my opinion and you know we freed up all that cap space by letting Haglin go uh that that money could go to him you know a no possibility so
0: i agree uh, i mean i you know and even with what's going on right now i, I like the way that I, you know, he's played and what I've seen so far. So I would be happy to resign him for sure. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of other RFAs that we got to figure out, and uh, that kind of brings us to the blue line situation. You know, there was more uh, news about the Ducks this week, uh, not so favorable news. But um, the Ducks sent Klandinin uh, down on waivers, trying to get him down to San Diego. And uh, for the second time this season, Eddie, uh, the Ducks got snake bit on the waiver wire. Uh, first, it was Wagner. Now it's Glenn Denning who got picked up over uh, by Edmonton.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I don't think they expect him to clear. I think they would have been happy if he cleared waivers. But I mean, it, it would have been surprising if he did. To be honest, uh, there, there was no option they had to send him down with the prey coming back and, and Fowler eventually coming back. That you know he he wouldn't play for the Ducks this season. He had to go play for San Diego. And I mean, I don't think they're they're too disappointed that he got sent down. Uh, I mean, that he got picked up. I mean, it it does suck, and we saw it with Wagner as well. Uh, but it's not like he's going to go off and, and be a top-two defenseman in the NHL. It's not like he's a hot prospect. You know, the same thing with Wagner. He's playing on the fourth line. He's, he's putted a couple goals for, for the Avalanche. But it, with the depth the Ducks have, it's, it's nothing that's going to hurt them in the long run. I mean, we do have Montour, who is a right-shot offensive defenseman right there, who... You know who fits the mold and is arguably going to be a better player than than anyway. Uh, but th- that does change the the aspect of the trade. It kind of does turn into a one for one now with with Peron for Haglin, which honestly, right now, I, I'm okay with.
0: Yeah, I know a lot of people were upset, obviously, with the waiver wire situation, which you know is is, is ridiculous. Uh, I think I talked about it earlier on Twitter or something this week, but uh, trying to go through the CBA and figure out everything. Uh, it's kind of frustrating uh, trying to understand the rules and what happens as far as when players get sent down and get picked up. I wasn't really that upset with Clinton, other than maybe we could have used him in a trade down the line. But with him gone, the Ducks then decided to send Theodore down. He uh, ended up playing in one game for the goals this past weekend. And, uh, you know, he's probably going to come back, Eddie. We've seen this before. Uh, players go down during the All Star break, especially when they're waiver exempt like Theodore is on an entry-level contract, and he hasn't played a certain amount of games in the year and all that stuff, which I've referred to some of that on social media as far as the different rules to the CBA, so he can come back up, you know, up no problem this season. So I think he will. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. We also had the news with Stoner this week. He ended up pleading guilty. Uh, he ended up paying a fine of $10,000. And, uh, you know, he's been banned from hunting bears for three years, uh, we believe, in uh, Canada um, area, as far as what the reports have shown. So uh, it doesn't look like the league's going to take any action on Stoner. But the Ducks are going to have enough players on the blue line still, Eddie. So it's going to be interesting to see if they bring Theodore up and then they trade somebody or, or what they decide to do. Because right now, um, there's plenty of players. I mean, they're all... Um, you know, going to have to go through waivers if anybody gets sent down. That includes uh, Manson as well, which, you know, we thought maybe he, he could sneak down. But some of the rules in the CBA uh, count his games in Norfolk. So he, too, um, would have to pass through waivers. So I think out of all the players that the Ducks have now, if they were to send uh, somebody down, I think Holzer might be the most likely candidate, Any
1: yeah you know i I don't expect to see him get picked up if he gets sent down, but you know even if uh, Theodore gets called out, which we all expect, I mean when he first got sent down, um I you know I reacted in, in a way as much of the fans did and saying, well, why did he get sent down but i I forgot the the all star game the weekend was there and that the AHL is still playing games, so it, it makes sense. I mean, they're sending him down for conditioning. he gets to play that one game and, you know stay fresh and be able to come back. Uh, on tuesday not you know i'm not behind he, he's a step ahead of everybody else i mean it's definitely beneficial for his development as well um, but it's a tough situation normally you say oh he's played well he's definitely gonna get called back up that you know there's no surprise that he's a waiver exempt he can just get called up and he's gonna play right away but with fowler you know you would expect him to hopefully be back against san jose or, or la or, or arizona this week and you know, then that creates a, a situation that we've been talking about for a while is having everybody back healthy. You know, I mean, you've got Lindholm, you've got Vatnman, you've got uh, Bjeksa, you know, Deprey Fowler, uh, Stoner, Theodore, uh, Holzer, Manson. I mean, you've got all those guys that are able to play. I mean, Holzer, like you said, is probably the odd man out, but then you've still got too many guys, and the only guy that you can send down with uh, without the possibility of losing him. Is Theodore and I mean we all would would love to see him play in the NHL but I mean I, until they make a deal he might have to to stay in San Diego
0: I agree it's going to be difficult because you've got eight guys right now on the team which the you know the ducks may carry eight defensive men uh, down the stretch uh, I I really think the ducks will trade a defenseman. And I uh, think that uh, Theodore will come back up and play. Um, Who it's going to be, it's going to be tough. Uh, Dupree came back, and he looks good and ready to go. Had a great game against Boston. So it's going to be tough to see. Um, You know, Stoner has that big contract. I don't know if they'll be able to move that. Um, They've talked about keeping Lindholm and Botnan. And, you know, obviously, as we said before, poor So it's going to be interesting to see. I I still think the Ducks will trade somebody uh, from the blue line to get another forward. Uh, and then that would allow theater to come back up, but it's going to be crazy that, you know, this next, uh, four weeks or so, it's going to be very intense to see what happens. And this, uh, coming up trip here, um, uh, this next week, actually where the ducks are going to play these games. Uh, you know, they're going to play the three teams ahead of them this week, Eddie, they're going to play Arizona, San Jose, and LA. Uh, you know, they're going to play Arizona and San Jose at home. They're going to go to LA to play the Kings um this is a big week for the ducks these are these four point games we talked about you really want to beat arizona and san jose the ducks have not had success against arizona they've lost two in regulation and one in overtime um san jose they have won two out of three so they have had some uh, success and the kings obviously they lost that last game um by one goal but this is a huge week you know, the ducks are sitting there at fourth they're two points out of a playoff spot uh, they've got a couple games in hand against the Kings in Arizona. One game uh, in hand against uh, San Jose. So this is a critical uh, week coming up here, Eddie.
1: Yeah, and I mean right into the fire against uh, San Jose on Tuesday. Uh, I mean they're eight zero and two in their their last ten. They're they're one of the hottest teams, if not the hottest, in the last ten games. And you know they've been amazing on the road. You know they've been poor at home, and and they're sixteen six and two on the road. I mean, and, and all the games against them this season. I mean, we've won two of them, both one nothing, uh, and lost two nothing back in October against them. But you know, it, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, I mean, they they like I said, they've been great on the road. Um, we've got, everybody's got to come back from the All Star break. I mean, they sent uh, Pavelski and Burns, um, and and we sent Perry and Gibson, and I mean, the, those guys are, had a great time there, but we're gonna have to get right back into it and. And they're gonna come off their Pacific Division Championship in the All Star Game and, and have to play against each other back, uh, you know, on Tuesday. And it's a big game for both teams. Uh, San Jose can widen the gap if they get a win, but you know the, these next three games coming up, like you said, are, are just huge games. Uh, where the standings are right now, uh, the Ducks coming off winning three straight into the All Star Break, starting to score some more goals, and you know it, it's gonna to be tough. I mean, you would want them to beat San Jose and Arizona. Uh, for sure to get those two four point games under their belt and and, you know, move back up into the Pacific. I mean, if they win those two games, you could see them are you know possibly being second in, in the Pacific Division, um, you know, come next Monday.
0: Yeah, Eddie, I, I mean, the importance of this week, I, I don't know how else to put it in any other words. Like you said, the Ducks really need to win uh, all three of these games, in my opinion. They need to beat the Sharks. They need to beat the Kings, and they need to beat Arizona. Uh, you know, maybe the Kings not so much because they're so far up in front. But you want to beat them. They're your rival, you know. And and they edged out that last game with the controversial uh, no goal we talked about, which you know still was the right call. But it, either way, I, I think the Ducks need to get uh, three wins this week. Um, that's just the bottom line. I mean, they're going to play back to backs with the Kings and Arizona Thursday and Friday. Um, I would look to see Gibson probably start on Tuesday, and then maybe Anderson and Gibson split the two games on Thursday and Friday. Um, you know, Obviously, that's just going off my opinion, but that's what I'd kind of see this week, and then we're just going to have to you know, go from there. I mean, after that, the Ducks go on a big road trip on an Eastern swing. Uh, and, then, and then into Canada too as well. So they're going to have, you know, two weeks uh, on the road after that. So it's, it's it's I mean, it's just important. The Ducks need to win these three games, Eddie.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. And I'm having the, the two, technically the two most important in, in San Jose and in Arizona at home. Um, is definitely going to help. They've been a lot better at home than they have been on the road. Um, you know, the only issue is, is having the two, the back-to-back. So you've got to play LA in, you know, in LA. And then you've got to go, to arizona the next night and play them and and, you know they've whooped us you know 3-0 this season so far and it's going to be tough and 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 we've said this i don't know how many times (laughs) at different stretches where they played three pacific divisions uh teams in a row where the the standings have mattered that this is one of the most important stretches of the season and right now at this point in the season this is it this is the most important three games stretch that they've had so far and the way it affects the standings playing the three teams in front of you I mean, if you come out and you lose all three of these, that puts you in a, in a hole. I mean, you're you're wasted that game in hand or two games in hand you've had against Arizona, and unless they struggle or unless San Jose struggles in their other games, then you're in a hole, and you've got to fight out of that hole again. So I think it, it's definitely important. Is I mean, winning three is going to be hard, but if you can win two, especially against San Jose and Arizona, that's big.
0: I agree, Eddie. I mean, the Ducks have to win at least two of these three games for sure. Uh, Going into this next week again, you know, playing three Pacific Division rivals, all three above you. So that's what we're going to look for this coming up week. Um, Also, on Thursday, when the Ducks play the Kings, we have another watch party coming up. Uh, January was kind of a hectic month, but we're back. We're going to be at El Ranchito in Orange, um, 182 South Orange Street. Uh, You can show up anytime before 7 o'clock. We will uh, have free giveaways and we'll, uh, you know, watch the game and hang out and have some good food and uh it'll be a good time so hopefully you can make that um the only other part to really cover this week eddie was uh the uh, all-star game which uh wasn't really a game it was more a tournament but you know i I wasn't really a big fan of the all-star game in the past and uh i have to say i was pretty excited with what i saw um tonight in the all-star game um you know obviously the pacific uh beating out the central than the Pacific winning the championship. Um, you, you saw all the John Scott fanfare, which was just amazing, uh, him scoring those two goals in the first uh, matchup. And, uh, you know, in the second matchup, you had uh, Quick shutting out in the first half, Gibson with a shutout in the second half, and Perry with the game-winning goal. So uh, it was a pretty good night for the Ducks tonight, uh, you know, with our two All-Stars.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I thought it was great this year. I mean, the, the skills competition was pretty much the same as it's been every year. I mean, I still enjoy it. I sit down and I watch it, but it, it's about the same as it is every year, and there's not much you can change in that. And, and you know, and honestly, that's fine. Uh, but, you know, the big difference, like like you said, is is the All-Star game this year is, is a lot of times I just don't watch it. Um, but this year it was it was really fun to watch. And, you know, the only thing that worries me is is I love the the fact that John Scott was in the All-Star game, and it worked out so well. I mean, he scored two goals. He, he won the MVP and that's great, but, but next year, I mean, he, he probably won't be there, um, and, and that's a problem. I mean, how do you top it this year? I mean, he was the reason that this All-Star game was so fun and, and, you know, and fun to watch and, and, and everything this year, so how do you top it next year? I mean, he's not going to be there. This I hope they don't vote in another enforcer and, and make it a thing. I mean, this should only be a one-time thing, and it was great that he was there, but what do you do now? What do you do to top this? I mean, they've had issues with the all-star game before and and trying to make it fun and you know yes the three-on-three was fun and and you know the way it was played in the tournament but i think if john scott isn't there this all-star game isn't as fun and people aren't as into it right so that that's the only problem i have with it for next year
0: yeah i agree i mean it was it was interesting you know he he got those two goals uh if you haven't seen him you can go on uh uh, Twitter on the, the puck network that's up on there. You can also go on facebook.com slash the puck network. The, the goals are up on there as well. Um, you know, it was just hilarious to see him get those goals. And then, uh, you know, Kane gets that goal and then they go pretend to fight. I mean, it was, it was pretty entertaining. Uh, the first matchup that the the Pacific was in against the central. So like you said, it was very, very entertaining. Uh, it is going to be hard to match. Um, you know, I was, I was surprised too in the championship game. It was just low scoring. Um, Perry had two goals, one of which was disallowed. The second one was goal interference, which, you know, it was the right call. Well, I mean, it's games for fun. So it's, you know, not a big deal, but you know, uh, I, I was happy to see the way that, uh, Perry and Gibson did play. Now, uh, if you go back and, and you can go on ducksandpucks.com and, and also on the YouTube channel, you can see the skills competition. Uh, Gibson didn't play as well in the skills competition and, uh, Perry did okay. He did he did good in the shooting uh, accuracy competition. He nailed four of the targets and six goals, but then the other ones he had a little bit of a hard time. But it was good to see the way that they played in that championship game. Um, they played very well, and uh, I know it's only two players in the Ducks, and it's not saying much. But it, it's good to see them do well and and maybe come back and you know carry a little bit of momentum in their play. Um, you know, if you want to talk about the Ducks players and who's been the most valuable to the team this year, I mean. You have to look at Perry with his twenty goals, and you have to look at Gibson's play um, throughout the season. You know, also being the rookie of the year, or uh, excuse me, rookie of the month for uh, December. So, uh, I like the way that things turned out tonight, Eddie.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, Gibson did struggle in that in that uh, shootout contest in the All Star Skills Competition, and uh, I mean, he he pretty much only stopped one puck, which. Is not too surprising. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think it, it's out there to say that Gibson's weakest point of his game is probably breakaways, so it was kind of a tough competition for him. Um, you know, Perry did did really well on the accuracy. I don't think anybody's surprised, and uh, he you know he took the, uh, the down-low slapper um, on the relay, which is one of the harder shots. I mean, you see Stamkos and Teresanko and other guys taking those shots, so it's not a hard one. I mean, it's not an easy one to, to put in the net, and... No, I think it was it was just a great day. And obviously, that final was a was a good day for the Ducks. Perry almost had two. Uh, eventually, does get the one in the game winner, and and Gibby gets a shutout and and makes just a an incredible save. If that's in a game, that's save of the year against Tyler Sagan. I mean, he stretches out with the splits and and just gets it with like the the pick of his skate. Um, but yeah, no, just a fun game to watch. I, I think really exciting and and obviously great that the Pacific Division won I think if you had a pick before that the Pacific Division was would win, people would, would think you're mental that they would have beat the, the Central Division.
0: Yeah, I think that was the, the, the irony in the whole situation, Eddie, was that not only did the Pacific win, but then John Scott gets the MVP at the end, too, The you know with all the drama surrounding the vote and him getting traded, and then he's not going to be in the All-Star game, and then he is in the All-Star game, so, I mean, I, <laughs> I just have to crack up. I mean, I, I, I thought that the way everything went was extremely well, but um, I have to go back to your point too. It's going to be extremely tough for the NHL the top this All Star uh, weekend. Uh, you know, I, I think if they do a three on three thing, it may be uh, you know just as well. I thought that was exciting; that was more exciting than the five on five. But, but like you said, they're gonna they're got to, to do something to make uh, next year even more uh, special.
1: Yeah, and you know it's tough. I mean, pretty much every sport is having problems with an all-star game and, and how to make it more exciting. I mean, the NBA is having issues with it, they still have the dunk contest, and I think they've got the format that seems to work, uh, for for their for their players and and for their fans. And you know, the NFL, um, you know, they always have an issue with the Pro Bowl, and people won't go in to watch that. And you know, it's just tough, and and it it gets you know boring after a while, and it's the same thing. And you know, kudos to, to the NHL for. For allowing john scott to eventually play i mean after they kind of created this whole mockery of it and, and, and trading getting him traded and so he said he can't play but you know it, it ended up turning out to be a great event and, and you know all the fans voting him mvp was was great at that i mean i mean he he did put up a strong effort he did score two goals too so it wasn't like it. he didn't do anything and he got mvp which was pretty cool too
0: yeah, he scored some legit goals too, you know, and uh, I, I, you know, the only other issue with the All-Star game is, I mean, you could try to do like the NFL, you could try to have it at the end of the season, but then it's hard, you know, the NFL goes, uh, if you don't know, they go to Hawaii and they and they play their Pro Bowl um, after the season's over. I mean, that's, that's something the NHL, you know, I'm not saying they go to Hawaii, but I mean, you know, maybe they try and change at the end of the season. You know, I don't know, because then it's tough, you know, once the season's over, then, you know, the interest is not there as much. Um, but, you know, I'm just glad that the one big thing that you know happened this weekend, too, we didn't see anybody get seriously injured, Eddie, which is a key thing. Um, you know, you, you hate to see someone go into this All-Star game, play for fun, uh, in the skills competition, and obviously uh, for this year, the tournament, and get hurt. So that, that was a good thing all the way around.
1: Yeah, man, I think the only issue with the All-Star game, if it was to be at the end of the season, is I still think the World Championship of Hockey is going on, even though the World Cup of Hockey is now a thing. I think they're still doing the world championships, and even if they weren't. I mean, usually that's at the end of the season. The, the World Cup of Hockey now is, is in August, I believe. It's right, or August or September, it's right before the season starts. And, you know, and, you know having, say, the, uh, the NHL the whole season, the playoffs, the All-Star game right after that, and then having them like, go off and, and then have to come back in September and play the World Cup of Hockey for, for all the superstars. I mean, that's the season, playoffs, All-Star game, and then World Cup of Hockey, and then back to the season playoffs You know, the, every year. And, and you know, that would be tough, especially this year. So I, I like how they did it. And, and like you said, obviously, luckily, nobody got hurt. There was a couple of spills. I, I think Doughty crashed into the boards a bit there, and, and so did Subban. And luckily, they, they came off with no injuries because that, you know, that's not something all GMs are worried about. I mean, uh, Sutter sitting behind the bench for the Pacific uh, Division team, I'm sure he saw Doughty crash into the boards and, and cringe a little bit. But uh, luckily, everybody, everybody came out okay.
0: Yeah, it was a good weekend all the way around, you know, uh, like we talked about. I I wasn't as big on the All-Star game uh, in years past, and then this year was a little bit more exciting. And I'm happy to see uh, Gibson and Perry obviously do well, especially uh, towards the end there. So, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see how this week goes um, as we talked about three big division games. Um, As we mentioned earlier, we're going to have a watch party at El Ranchito on Thursday against the Kings um show up we'll hang out um have some drinks and some food and and hopefully we'll beat the kings we we haven't really had a good record at the watch party so i'm hoping we turn it around as as but then again you know those were early in the season too and the ducks were doing as well so uh, look for that um we're constantly making improvements on the website and doing all kinds of stuff i put some posts out there about all the other things that we're trying to do to um to you know give uh, credit to the different sources out there that we use and also help you find information out on your own as well so look for all the updates on the website and uh, eddie and i will be back next week and and hopefully we'll be talking about how the ducks uh, did well this uh, coming up week let's go ducks